0: Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. We are going to use this update episode to discuss the COVID-19 situation in Tamil Nadu. That's a topic very close to home for us since the Hindu is headquartered here in Chennai, of course. And over the past few weeks, Tamil Nadu has actually proved to be an interesting case study. There are some events that have led to a spike in cases some wrong turns taken, and the Coimbatore market cluster is definitely one. The super lockdown that was announced for four days was another, and we'll discuss those briefly. But the other interesting numbers that we have here in Tamil Nadu is that at the moment, the state is probably conducting the most number of COVID-19 tests in the country. And that's one of the reasons for the sharp uptick in cases that we've been seeing over the past few days. Interestingly, a huge percentage of these cases are asymptomatic and the mortality rate continues to be extremely low. So there are a number of interesting points to discuss about where we are at the moment and where we go from here. And I'm joined today by the Hindu's Tamil Nadu Bureau Chief, Ramya Kannan, who also tracks the health beat very closely. So thank you for listening to this podcast today. Just a reminder that you can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, among others. So do please look for us there search for in focus by the hindu and here's Ramya Kannan Ramya Kannan thank you for joining us today and uh, we're talking about a really important topic uh, very close to us home here at the hindu and that's the situation in tamil nadu with regard to covid-19 now the fact is that for a while we were doing fairly well and then things kind of took a turn for the worse but uh, before we talk about the reasons for that, perhaps you could just start by uh, summing up what the situation is right now.
1: Yeah, hi, Jant. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. So yeah, the you know the overall scene does seem a bit grim now uh, especially in the last week or so where our numbers have consistently been above uh, 500 mostly well over 500 in the 700 late 700 region and um, if you see the number of cases up to may 19 we had a total of 12,448 cases until yesterday, 26th May, as on as on which date we have the latest info. The total has gone yeah. up to 17,728. It's a fair bit of a jump. And in this interim period, we also recorded the highest number of cases on May 25th, which is 805. The uh, significant thing here that we'll have to um, recognize because it's very important is that uh, Chennai has the largest number of cases uh, on the whole it already did have but out of the 17,000 odd cases Chennai until yesterday had about 11,640 cases okay which is um, quite a bit of the total so, these developments have occurred over the last week, for sure. Clearly, great deal of attention will have to take place. But what I'd like to say is that one of the reasons why our numbers are high is because a large number of tests are being done. In fact, yeah. the maximum number of tests are happening in um, Tamil Nadu, uh, I mean, compared to the rest of the country. As of May, 26, which is yesterday, uh, 4 lakh 12,357 people were tested, which is probably the highest in the country. And uh, on an average, the health minister was saying we have about 12,000 tests do, done per day in the state. The bulk of this, between 3,500 to 4,000 cases out of 12,000 of out of an average of 12,000, is being are being done in Chennai, and uh, A significant portion of the tests now are happening even with the people who came in from other states and other countries. One of the reasons since we've come to that, one of the reasons for this spike, uh, like I already said, is the number of tests we're doing. So clearly what is obvious is, is the more you test, the more people you'll discover positive. That's one thing that's you know become clear to us uh, with our experience uh, because uh, the more tests chennai has done the more positives it has discovered it is always between 60 to 80 80 plus percentage of the total the other thing that we have to look at is the incoming from other states that was likely to happen and it's a portion as of now it's a it's a small portion of the total number of positive cases that will go up As we get more one-day Bharat and more uh, domestic uh, flights operational and when the public sector flights open up, it's bound to go up for sure because people from all over the world will now be, uh, you know, people who were not tested before and asymptomatic will be tested as they land in Chennai airport and that might lead to more numbers. So, um, this is the situation as of today or rather as of yesterday and um, I think even among the authorities there is the belief that this situation will continue for a while in fact uh, epidemiologists in the state while they didn't care to put a number because that's very risky we found uh, all kinds of predictions have gone way off the mark so they didn't care to put a number but they did indicate that the peak would be around mid-May and um, No doubt around the time uh, our numbers um, started to go up and um, they also kept climbing. They are expected to go up or remain at the same levels, which is um, 600, above 500. Because if you look at the trend in the last, say, since May, 15 or 16 since mid-May, even if they went down by a few hundred cases, the next day they just went up as if, you know, to compensate for the lull in the previous day. So I think this is something that we will have to live with, the fact that um, it is community transmission. And therefore, what we can do now is just to sequester people who have the infection and ensure that they do not spread it to the wider community.
0: So, of course, as I um, mentioned in the beginning, also there are some some factors have led to um, the cases spiking up. There are a few events they've been heavily covered in the news. So we're not we're not going to spend a lot of time on on it in this podcast. But shall we just kind of quickly sum up uh, those big events that led to a spike?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, the first thing is probably the tablighi, uh, The the number of people that went to the tabligi conference in within in Delhi and then. Came back, a large number of them tested positive. Um, that was the first sort of crisis, the blip in the uh, curve as we know it. The second thing is the emergence, that, that was the Tablighi cluster. The second thing was the emergence of the Coimbeda cluster, um, which has yeah. now sp- seems to have spread to a large number of states across the country as well because a large number of people who work here who are migrant laborers and have reached back home and then taken the infection to their communities. Um, One of the precipitating factors uh, is the uh, the super lockdown that was announced on April 26th in Tamil Nadu. That was done uh, creating a lot of panic buying. People rushed stores to markets to buy vegetables and to stock for the four days in which there was going to be a super total lockdown. And I think that was one of the other reasons that we are seeing reflected in large numbers today. So to understand Coimbeda is quite a task because Coimbeda is spread over several acres. Uh, It hosts uh, fruit, vegetable and flower markets. There's also uh, grains that are being sold at very, very nominal rates, which is why basically it's a wholesaler's market, uh, but retailers also purchase because of the competitive pricing. There are also residents of the city who prefer to purchase in Coimbedo during the early hours because of the bargains they get over, say, buying at a store uh, near their residence. So, um, price point was a key factor that uh, drew people to Coimbedo. So, I think this should have been a red flag for the state government. I think there were some efforts to shut down the market or split it in three and relocate the fruit, vegetable and flower vendors to different locations. But I believe that was met with some amount of opposition um, from the traders. Obviously, because, you know, at that point of time, our numbers were low and I think they didn't really perceive it as a threat. Also, the manner in which these shops are located in Coimbedo, one visit will tell you how cramped the entire quarters are. You know, People line up in large numbers. People did line up without, you know, maintaining physical distancing or without wearing even bothering to wear masks. There are a lot, a large number of workers, you know, load men and um, people who uh, drive trucks into the market and outside of the market. Um, who also caught the infection. They went back home, and uh, they spread it uh, in their communities. So, what could have been done in addition to removing the markets? Uh, in retrospect, it seems, and I think the suggestions were there initially, that uh, a large number of the people uh, 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 of the lorries that were coming in, bringing in potatoes, for instance, were coming in from <coughs> Maharashtra and these truck drivers were not tested at that point they came into the market their goods were you know loaded and unloaded and and they went back so the suggestion that came later was that these people should have been stopped at the border and tamil nadu government should have arranged for trucks to take these goods and bring them back into the city and these truck drivers should be given um, ppes and masks and supplied with sanitizers in order to have this is one way they say that we could have prevented the Coimbatore cluster. The sort of last straw that broke the camel's back was the uh, super lockdown. And um, that seems to have uh, sort of, you know, the pictures from those days are quite uh, obvious. Um, the, after the government announced the lockdown, there was incredible panic. People just rushed to markets to... Try and stop them. Since so in fact we were closing just for four days, but um, there was a great deal of panic uh, in the city um, and in the state. Uh, it, it shut it down in five districts initially, and in these five districts there was a demonstrable level of panic buying. And um, the moment that happened, it exposed people to the virus again because April twenty six to twenty nine was like a tipping point I think all the cases we are seeing now are um, sort of emerging from that that phase that Tamil Nadu went through
0: right Um, so you did mention that you know one of the reasons why we're registering such an uptick of cases at the moment is the fact that we are doing uh, the most number of tests in the country and uh, we're also doing some very aggressive uh, contact tracing the other kind of statistics that we have is that our um, the, the mortality rate, the number of deaths that we have is fairly low, sort of uh, balance that out with the number of cases that we're registering. Um, have uh, Have you spoken to um, the epi- epidemiologists in our uh, task force about that? What do they have to say about that? Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the good things uh, I mean uh, that we have been looking at is that Tamil Nadu has had a really low mortality rate. Uh, it's about zero point six eight percent, six eight to six seven percent of the total number of positive cases, and that's like you know kind of remarkable uh, in more ways than one because uh, I don't think anywhere else in the country they have such a low mortality rate as of now. Um, there's also another interesting uh, you know aspect is that the number of discharged cases is growing by the day, so um, as as our numbers increase, then uh, the total number of active cases are also increasing. But significantly, the total number of discharged people, that is going up on a day-to-day basis. So that is another hope for uh, the state. So as of now, I think we have about 8,256 people uh, who are active and the total number of discharged is uh, 9342 so people are it's also obvious with the death rate you know when you when you look at the fatalities it's clear that it is so low that the bulk of the people you are testing positive and who turn up positive are going home so we have we uh, you know used um, the government data earlier to say that uh, about 85% of the population that tests positive remain asymptomatic. It is right. about 15% of the population. These are people with comorbidities that's between 15 to 20%, actually 17 as an average, that uh, sort of laps into critical stages and then they collapse and they're not the, the hospitals are not able to help them. And then, you know, they pass away. Uh, it's recorded as a COVID mortality. So the other thing that is... Um, you know uh, this asymptomatic the large number of asymptomatics that we have we have not been able to explain why uh, we have such a large number of people who don't show any symptoms or they're pre-symptomatic or they have very mild symptoms um, at any given point of time only two to three percent of the population is critical apparently in ic requiring the icu kind of care most people uh, the the what do you call uh, the more aggravating symptom is um, is recorded as breathlessness so if you look at the number of people that have breathlessness that is apparently very uh, we don't have the exact figures because the government has not stated the numbers but they say it is a very small uh, percentage of the total number of people testing positive so what is critical is to focus on people with comorbidities such as diabetes, hypertension, cardiac disease, even morbid obesity they are noticing has a you know higher chance of mortality in the state. Uh so it's important to look at people who have pre-existing morbidities like you know um, the the conditions i just mentioned. It's important to ensure that they do not have uh, a, a critical event which then leads to death it's important to keep them one uh, protected even from the infection and if they do get the infection then it's important to hospitalize them and treat them uh, keep them under close medical observation so any sort of uh, you know drop in oxygen saturation levels you can intervene any breathlessness you can give positive airway pressure oxygen and uh, you know sort of watch out for the critical signs and prevent them from you know rushing into a cytokine storm which seems to be the number one killer for
0: covid deaths so right um so couple of a uh, couple of more things one is um you know where do we go from here we are uh, we are conducting a huge number of tests but Actually, in a way, it's good that we are discovering a lot of asymptomatic cases because that's one of the ways in which we can actually figure out which parts of uh, the city, which parts of the state, can you know sort of resume some kind of activity that's returning to normal. But um, what is what is the strategy from here? Do we just sort of ramp up testing even more?
1: Yeah, I think that's what um, you know we're re- epidemiologists are re- recommending for Tamil Nadu at this stage. It's pretty much what Dr. Tedros of the WHO said: test, test, test. So we gotta keep yeah. testing more. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Gohanandam, who was a former uh, Corporation City health officer, says, you know, don't be afraid to find new cases because that's an indication that you're closer, that many people closer to stamping out the virus itself. Yeah, that should be the guide for the you know health managers in this country. But unfortunately, there's a you know sort of a disturbing tend trend, uh, trend uh, because from Excellent contact tracing to testing all kinds of uh, symptomatic and asymptomatic cases, as in the case of the Tablighi. We have moved to following a central government notification which says that only symptomatic people be tested, even if they are primary contacts of people who have tested positive. Now, I'm not sure that that is going to help the state in any way. It might retard its efforts. I mean, given that the state is Testing the second largest numbers in the country. It's going to be really difficult if we start ignoring the primary contacts of people who've tested positive. By primary contacts, I mean people who've lived with them in, you know, close rooms, people basically their family members, or even if this person, if the positive person goes out to work, then colleagues of the uh, person who tested positive, because people live in you know, live and stay in air-conditioned atmosphere, which, which apparently helps the virus propagate faster. So these are some of the uh, concerns that emerge now. Um, it is being said that Tamil Nadu or Chennai itself must do about 8,000 cases. If it does 3,500 cases now, it needs to do 8,000 cases. Do these cases have to be located, the bulk of them, do they have to be located in the red zones, in the containment areas? where it seems to be spreading despite having barricades and not allowing the free movement of people from these areas or should we reserve it you know to test the general population since there is a great belief that community transmission is already here though government officials will deny it until they're red in the face. So these are some of the questions there is no doubt we have to be testing more And I think a crucial error is being made by not testing the contacts, the really, you know, close contacts of people who do test positive. Uh, In some sense, as the numbers are growing, they are recommending, uh, you know, home isolation for patients who have no other comorbidities, who are healthy otherwise, and who are asymptomatic. That's a good thing. Uh, Otherwise, there will be a huge strain on the resources of the state though over 10,000 beds are available in Chennai itself, there is another issue that requires the attention of the state government and that is the rates being charged by private healthcare institutions. So the rates range from 75,000 per day to maybe 1.5 lakhs per day to a package of 15 to 16 lakhs over a period of 14 days, which is presumed to be the normal period in which the person would require hospitalization. I think uh, the state will have to intervene at some point to handle this simply to reduce the burden on its own health infrastructure because how many people are going to be able to provide, to pay this uh, level of uh, fee, hospital fee uh, to continue treatment for covid so basically uh, mo- since most of these people are asymptomatic they probably de- do not require a great deal of care but this hospitalization ensures that they are isolated from the rest of their families especially if they live in you know close quarters uh, in, in cramped quarters and they're not able to self isolate at home so um, the intervention of the state in regulating the tariff in the private uh, healthcare sector in tamil nadu uh, I think is very uh, important at this stage.
0: Ramya Kannan, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. Bye.